Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. And we are wondering, when is summer going to come to the nation's capital? Though It's been quite incredible. I'm either turning on the heater, turning off the heater. (laughs) We're not sure what to do. But the good news is we're coming up on... um, We're coming up to our 20-year celebration in the nation's capital. Can you believe that? 20 years ago, I was sent all open-eyed and bushy-tailed and just ready to change the world. And 20 years later, I still feel driven and inspired. My spiritual community, known as the Brahma Kumaris, is really the backbone of so much that has emerged and occurred within the 20 years. And I believe that we're building a bridge to create a culture of love, kindness, and wisdom. I mean, we've taken steps without boundaries for the sole purpose that we really feel it deep within our own spirits, that we are here to remind everyone there's a whole bunch of divinity, dignity, grace, and courage embedded in their soul. Stay tuned. We're going to have a heart-to-heart conversation with a special guest. And before I get her on the line, we want to do what we do best here. We want to go into a moment of really deep reflection, a meditation on friendship, the ability to really understand why it's so important for us to get along and to have more of a, Um, a value of trust between each other. Take a deep breath. Here is um, Relationship on Friendship by Sister Genti. Relationships with God, not only during meditation, but in fact, it's important to experience the union the connection with God through my entire day and perhaps the relationship that lends itself most easily to this experience is that of my connection with God as my eternal friend. Sitting quietly I let my mind focus on the Supreme, the infinitesimal being of light, the being of love. Mother, 
my father, my teacher, and also my friend.
Welcome back, everyone. That was you from Lucinda Drayton, and you're tuning into America Meditating Radio. Three and a half years in the making, over a thousand episodes. I'm not really trying to laud us too much, but I have to tell you, this started as a an act of charity and an act of love, and it has moved us very deeply to see where it's been taking us. And today we have a very special guest, Sabah Tekla, who is a producer, mentor, Huffington Post contributor, and award-winning best-selling author. As the founder of Seven House Media, Sabah has worked with over 100 authors worldwide. She's also the creator, co-author, and publisher of the best-selling book series, 20 Beautiful Women. And since the release, Saba has received an invitation to deliver a TED Text talk. She has also been featured in the Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, HLNS, The Daily Share, and much more. She was ranked a top 10, 10 millennial writers of color in the empowerment issue of Made Magazine, alongside many amazing writers. And today we welcome Sabe, or let me say Saba Tekle, to the America Meditating Radio Show. Did I do okay? You did wonderfully. Thank you. It's not a tickle. That was really good. Very honored to be on this show. Thank you for having me. Same here. I'm always happy when we can get voices of importance and purpose. This morning, you know, I was looking through the window and I was thinking about all the women in our history that have um, touched our lives tremendously. You know, the ones that we have sat on their shoulders, and they've taken us across due to their legacy and their stories and and their pioneering. And, you know, Saba, I I started to look at how many are around in our generation and in this generation of women in their 40s and 50s. You know, how many women in the world today sincerely believe in something and really move deeply from that place of sincerity? And they're not worrying about the numbers of social media, how to brand the message, you know, how to show their image and how to look in the world. It's really just their their, their deepest feeling within themselves that's really their motivation. Is it safe to say you're one of those women in our generation that's really moving forward? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I um, I never looked at it that way, but yes, most definitely. What moves me most is is both what I see, what I see, what I've seen and experienced in my life, and my own pain. So I do feel everything I do is is it, it's from the core of me, and what I feel like I need to bring bring to the world or contribute contribute to the world. So what inspires that passion, and and what what is it that motivate you? I know pain is a huge precursor to kind of move us, but so is joy. But what is it that you feel has been really motivating your life? To where it is today. So I, I always work off inspiration, and um, I feel inspired, or enthusiastic, or you know, I don't. I'm rarely motivated. <laughs> I don't use motivation. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can rarely push myself to do anything. If anything, I I used to. I've never been. I've self-diagnosed of ADHD. <laughs> so it's hard, mm-hmm. hard for me to mm-hmm. pay attention. But when I love something or I feel something or something moves me, um, I feel compelled to move. So, of course, the core of it is is pain. And then, of course, having answers to or relief to that is almost like it could I could rob the world if I didn't share or want to help or continue to push push and if I also didn't feel that we all are meant to do this in some way right so whether they say all of, everyone's called you know if you answer so we're all called to bring something forth 
and in our own unique way and our own unique experiences. So I just feel, yeah, I just feel called forth and I'm just answering the call. Mm. And in your feeling called forth, what would you say are some of the gifts that's moving you? And I call gifts a kind of a virtue, a kind of a quality, a strength inside of you that maybe you're not able to identify it, but everyone else outside keeps telling you, Saba, you know, you've got this. Well, most of the voice of, of, of me or feeling of I got this usually comes from within and it's usually coming feel I feel directly from God. I don't, I, um, the strengths I feel that I have, because nothing, everything that I do, I'm not educated in per se. You know, I didn't go to school mm-hmm. for it. So, so, so naturally I've, since I've started to pick up things and started to develop some talents, I feel like we're gifted to me by God. I just find that just using these, implementing what I see, what I feel like I love to do, and just continuing doing it is just a gift in itself. So the strength to also kind of overcome, maybe that would be another angle to look at it. I've overcame so much, and I've mm. I, I don't feel like I've been through so much, but I've overcame so much. Somehow I have the strength to do it. And then what motivates me is that, you know, they say I, I, I aspire to inspire. So sometimes what motivates me is to inspire others. So, so my love for people really is kind of like my strength. It's funny that you said that. I was sharing with Sister Gita, who's going to read a poem later, that I've had moments where my compassion for humanity got broken. And one of my biggest mm. drives is to be of service to humanity. I mean, a lot of people talk about God and human perfection, and that is also important because that's a part of the ability to serve humanity. And yet I can't help but acknowledge that we tend to be more with humanity than sometimes with our pure self, than sometimes with God. And so it seems to be a real important drive for many of us who are definitely in the field of service. Um, I understand that over a million women actually participated in your 20 Beautiful Women Challenge. And it was actually inspired by your best-selling book, 20 Beautiful Women. What was that about? Yeah, so it's kind of a funny story. (laughs) I don't take any credit for that other than the fact that it inspired it, which is, it was kind of given to me in a way. So you know, in the back of the book, after I published it, I put in the back of the book, hey, if you feel, you know, if you love this book, you know, use the hashtag 20 beautiful women. Well, I would check to see if, you know, if anyone would use the hashtag um, prior to no one was using it, maybe one or two people was very old, very like maybe a year or two old or whatever. So no one's using the hashtag. And all of a sudden, maybe, maybe two weeks, maybe a month later, I started seeing this flood of photos. And I didn't get it. And then part of me was actually a little disappointed because now I will never tell who was reading the book. <laughs> Colette Barrett from H&L Daily Share reaches out to me and she's like, are you seeing what's going on? Or, you know, in other words, she was kind of telling me how this challenge had came about and she has she's seen that the source of it was from the book. And I said, oh, that's so cool. And it's all about positivity, women uplifting women. So I'm, I'm just excited about it, just, just off the strength of that. Now, whether it was Instagram, you know, both the 20 beautiful, hashtag 20 beautiful women, then hashtag 20 beautiful women challenge, whether it was Twitter, whether it was Facebook, people were participating and it was so uplifting. And then it kind of evolved into, you know, what's your 20 favorite book. So I just take somewhat of the inspirational part, but it took a life of its own and it started to kind of evolve mm. into something else. And I just love it because, again, it was women just tagging other beautiful women and uplifting each other. That's what I love, 
Those are the stories that I love. It was just the thought of feeling, and before you knew it, it took on its own life. And I feel that what that says is that you you are speaking to something that's in need, that there is something very powerful in women wanting to acknowledge themselves as being beautiful. Could you tell us a little bit about what it actually means to be a beautiful woman? So my overall, I came up with my own kind of redefinition that a beautiful woman shares her story for shares her story so other women won't feel alone. Um, a beautiful woman is peaceful. She has made peace with her past. A beautiful woman is purposeful. She, she knows why she was. A beautiful woman is passionate. She's on fire with a strong desire to change the world. A beautiful woman is purposeful. She knows why she was born. She does what she was created to do. Again, from my observation of life, we tend, especially as women, because we um, in it, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but we feel like we can't come to each other. We can't go to each other. And I think that's, our, that's what's keeping us from healing. Now, of course, the right people we should be talking, reaching out to the right people, but or the right avenues, uh, that would be a better word, the right avenues, the right uh, medium to share our stories. But it's, our sto- it's through our stories and our storytelling that we can give each other wisdom and guidance and heal, heal others and heal ourselves. So I found that to be beautiful. I find it beautiful when we heal. Um, when we heal, we, we actually become our most beautiful self. That was actually my story. <laughs> I didn't realize how much healing I needed to do before I can actually become that, that person within that, you know, that inner voice and actually live out my true purpose or my true self or even be passionate because all that healing was weighing me down. All that healing right. was weight. So, yeah, that's where that throughout this journey, that's where I came, came to. And like you said, women do that's, I think we fight with that more than anything is our beauty. And why aren't we focusing on the inner? <laughs> why, yeah, why do yeah, we feel like that, that overshadows? Well, they always you know? say beauty is inside. And, you know, you see a lot of young girls and, you know, they're picking up models of um, influences in the media of individuals who take themselves in a way that's really just for camera. It's really not real life. That's not the way you walk around. It's not the way you dress. That's not the way you should be dancing on a dance floor with somebody. And so I think it sets a language or a tone that a lot of young girls growing up aren't really clear on really where's my choice here. They perhaps might be feeling that, well, this is, I guess, how a woman is supposed to be if she wants to arrive. And here you go, yeah. here you go, you know, spending a little bit over 3000 and five years learning all there was to know about publishing industry. You decided to start a self-publishing company. You provided a lot of services for people, and you've empowered a lot of the authors that have come to you. Tell me, uh, or tell our listeners, how is your company actually different from others, and why did you decide to focus on empowering the authors? So, so, again, you know, pain, the pain of publishing, <laughs> the years of pain has turned around and made me want to empower people because I think whenever we're embarking on a kind of like a new journey, and I think this is also what makes me a little different than most companies, is that when we're embarking on a journey, it's very scary and there's so much to learn and we don't know if we even have time or the energy, right? So I, what I wanted to offer to, you know, my authors is that, that not only do they have an opportunity just to, for, for me to do it for them, but if they wanted to learn that they can learn too. And that I, even if a customer comes to me and they have another self-publishing company in mind, I would still, if I felt that this is a great self-publishing company, I would recommend them because I feel like when I was an author and I was lost and I couldn't find my way and I didn't know who to choose and what to choose, that if I wish that someone would just tell me the truth of what, what would be good, what would be best fit for me. 
whether, you know, mm-hmm. unbiasedly. So I really just offer people what I would want offered to myself. And I think, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's many self-publishing companies that offer the same things. It's just, I offer it a little bit differently and I offer it for a lot less. And, mm-hmm. and it's just what I love to do. I love it. Sure. So whether it is sharing how, how they can do it themselves or, and I'm going to create a program for them to also do it themselves, or if it is me doing it for them and finding ways that it can be a little bit more affordable or whatever, not that there's anything wrong with, with however much someone else is charged. I just feel like I just wanted to offer something different. And, sure. I, I, and again, I just do it because I love it. Well, that's sure, sure. And that's why we should do the things that are calling us to do, because I think that the real success comes from the happiness and the internal reward. Saba, what have you learned so far, um, just let's say in the last 20 years, what has been your greatest learning curve? Greatest learning curve would be relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be absolutely vulnerable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I'm an, int- I'm an introvert and I'm in bad days. <laughs> Uh-huh. So that makes it, it very nice. So I begin to really own that. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, there was a quote where, and I, I'm in this empath group that puts a lot of brain into light for me. They were saying, I want to help the world without talking to anyone. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. what sometimes what it feels like to be an empath, where you don't, you, it's hard to share space or to want to be actually out in the world actually helping people like I do a lot of stuff and I work from home and it feels good right but when mm-hmm. actually coming out and or networking or you know mixing with other it, it's different it's different and it's odd it's mm-hmm. odd that it's different because I am still an extrovert so that would just be my learning curve once I fully embrace that and really understand who I am and again what I'm meant to do I let I set aside everything that I'm feeling and that's why I know I'm doing what I love because I right. will push forth and and speak at events or whatever calls to push this forward, I have no problem doing. No right. problem sitting inside how I feel. Sure, I just love it. sure. Well, you know, it's like you have to keep pushing into what you're most afraid of in order to, I guess, break certain, you know, barriers or boundaries that we still feel hold us back from really showing the beauty that's sitting inside of the soul, right? Yes. Yeah. So any events, updates, any latest amazing things that's happening for you that you want to leave with our listeners and also a website that they can get a hold of you? Of course. So as I'm I'm moved from Seven Publishing to Seven House Media, it's with the intent to, of course, continue to contribute to humanity and to create um, a docu-series and a few docu-series that's going to help uplift, empower, grow empathy for, for other women and for each other and grow sisterhood. So please be on the lookout for a trailer and a docu-series for 20 Beautiful Women, the documentary. Of course, you know, I'm always looking for authors to, to co-author 20 Beautiful Women. We're coming out with the 20 Beautiful Men. Can't forget the men, right? And we need the men to also support <laughs> the women and the women and our women. And our <laughs> so, yes, and my website is 20beautifulwomen.com and sabateco.com. Please feel free to reach out. I love talking. To, I love emailing. <laughs> I love talking and emailing with people who, who just want help or need assistance or need guidance. That's what we're here for, right? Saba, thank you so much for your sweetness and lots of success in everything you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so honored, honored to even mm-hmm. be on the call with you, let alone the radio show. So it's my pleasure. Wonderful. All the very best. Take care. Thank you. Bye for now. This is something that I'm looking forward to hear. I'm looking to hear individuals who 
just are doing something from their hearts and it's turning into a great success. It's turning into a narrative, a story that the world is interested in hearing. And it even has me questioning, because I was questioning even myself this morning, you know, that sometimes I do push. I push our work for the radio shows. Sometimes I push the work for the Brahma Kumaris. Sometimes it's about me. And then sometimes I'm like, no, you know, if whatever I'm doing was really supposed to be life-changing or timely or what the world, it'll happen. And so it's it's interesting to even watch sometimes how I go in and out with that process. You know, the show would not be the same if we didn't get a beautiful poem from Sister Gita. And we're going to turn the lines to Sister Gita now to find out what she has for us. Om Shanti. Today I'm going to talk about a woman, a strong woman, and a woman of strength. Which one are you? Which one am I? A strong woman works out every day to keep her body in shape. But a woman of strength builds relationships to keep her soul in shape. A strong woman isn't afraid of anything, but a woman of strength shows courage in the midst of her fears. A strong woman won't let anyone get the best of her, but a woman of strength gives the best of her to everyone. A strong woman makes mistakes and avoids the same in the future. However, a woman of strength realizes life's mistakes can also be unexpected blessings and she capitalizes on them. A strong woman wears the look of confidence in her face, but a woman of strength, she wears grace. A strong woman has faith that she is strong enough for the journey. However, a woman of strength has faith that it is in the journey that she will become strong. Hey, woman of strength. Hey, strong woman. I like women of strength. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much. As usual, you always um, take us to another dimension of thinking. You've been listening to America Meditating Radio. We have the wonderful Saba Tekle on. And if you want to know information about Saba, go to S-A-B-A-T-E-K-L-E.com. We're also approaching our 20-year anniversary of my spiritual tradition, the Brahma Kumaris. That's going to be Sunday at MGM Grand Ballroom at 3.30 p.m. Go to meditationmuseum.org and visit the events page. That will give you a chance to get an update on what's actually going on. We'll end today with what's going on with Marvin Gaye. Take care, everyone.